Welcome to the Career Pathways Podcast. I am the current host, Jason Nichols. You may be noticing that uh, Pat isn't here with us. Uh, that's Don't worry, nothing bad happened, we promise. Um, I'm he, here! Yeah, he, he's, he's doing the producer. Uh, <laughs> he's doing the uh, producer role for this one because this is kind of a, a very special episode for us. So we have here today with you Luke Johnson. Hey, guys. And then um, we also have a special guest, um, Noah. Uh, hey. And so basically, um, we are going to be doing a interview of our current director of esports. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is Luke Johnson. Um, I'm getting to that part where um, a lot of the things I've done around the community, uh, the people that I've been around has actually helped me do more and more. That's why I'm able to do this role this year, because I have a good foundation to work on. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about like um, your upbringing. Like, where where are you from originally? Oh my goodness, <laughs> not Batesville. Okay. All right. So my upbringing was a small town uh, named Clarendon, Arkansas, and that is how you say it. So if you're thinking back at home how to say that, it is Clarendon. I actually have a funny story about that. Uh, when they were building the Great Bridge to Clarendon, they uh, they used to have signs for bridges back then. It would say "Clear and Done." Now. They would say it so fast that they said that that's how the name of the town was founded. So, fun fact. Is it true? Maybe not. So, maybe not a fun fact, but a funny story. Okay. Um, can you tell us a little bit about, like, uh, esports? Whew. Now, that one, that's a loaded, that's a loaded thing, especially around here in Arkansas. So, esports, depending, is, depending on who you talk to mm-hmm. and the serious, like, how serious it is in the conversation. Around here, esports is fairly new. And it's been something that the community around here has been struggling to get the ball rolling on because it's so new. And change is hard, especially when it's a new change, something that you can't compare it to. So esports, to me, is a opportunity for students and people to be represented in a skill that they feel confident in and that they are probably haven't been supported in in some type of format. So going off of that, what would you like put under esports? Like what what falls under that category really? Esports is really ta- about the competitive play of a game. One example, uh if I want to do a retro game was when Donkey Kong and Pac-Man were so big and everybody was trying to get to the leaderboard. Even though it's a single player or it's just a one-on-one thing, everybody was had that competition. There was a thrill behind it to mm-hmm. see who was best, who was first. Mm-hmm. And there was awards, tournaments, and it got a following. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to be one of the new games like Rocket League or League of Legends or Overwatch 2. It doesn't have to be a new game. It's that competitive drive to be good at something you care about. Yeah. Um, what's currently like the, in your opinion, what do you think is like the biggest esports game currently? Ooh, in my opinion, as a person that supports gaming but is not good at it, all right, I'll do that. <laughs> um, I think one of the biggest, I would say, competitive wise, and like supported by lots of companies, is probably from what I've seen, League of Legends, mm-hmm. and people like brag about it, like watching it, like it's like a actual competitive, uh, like 
physical sport and they're like they they plan who's going to coach plan who's going to sponsor so i think that's pretty unique and i thought that that's what drove me to start looking into the professional gameplay i was like what's the big deal why are they so why does this seem so serious compared to all the other ones and i, I learned it was about difficulty i was learning about team driven it changes it once it's a team driven sport mm-hmm. and that's that so in my opinion it would have to be the league of legends what really got you like into like gaming to begin with gaming as in like personal gaming or yeah like yeah just like teaching. video games like like start like start off like with the the origins of like why you got interested in video games so this might be bad but i did it because of my friends i was so <laughs> bad at the video games and i was the guy they would always like can you beat him all right then you can play this guy i was always the first guy <laughs> and it made me so mad but all my friends played the game so i had to and it was just it was a cool. It was a cool way to hang out with everybody. I eventually got good by proxy. So mm-hmm. when I would play someone else, they're like, "You're pretty good." It's oh, it's because all my friends are just super mean and they just <laughs> just like molly walk me. It's horrible. So that's what got me into it was my friends because it's like, can you hang with us? I was like, I'll try my best. <laughs> but that's basically what got me into it. it was the friends that I had around. Uh, and so with esports in general, speaking about just in Lion, how do you manage to do to? support and grow this from what it is now i would have to say it's if it i i definitely couldn't do it if it wasn't the people that were in the program if i didn't have the support i had of people that care about the program to make it get bigger it it would just it'd be a club but it's going to be so much more and what separates just a club from an esports organization in general drive 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 does passion drive and actually just the difficulty there's difficulty in growth but if that scares you away you won't grow so i think that's what what's the difference you don't care if you want a club to grow but you don't need it to grow i need esports to grow because that's going to be a connection for a student that they've never had before Mm -hmm. so there's a need for it we do something not because it's easy, but because it's hard. Ooh. JFK. <laughs> we choose to go to the moon. Um, speaking of crazy things, so in today's society, you know, video games are really popular and like people consider them to be almost a sport at this point. So in your opinion, as like an esports director, do you think that esports should be governed by like the NCAA and like a the the top dog like sports uh, of college? Or do you think there should be a different like it should be its own separate thing? This one's a tough question, but I've been through a lot with this on both sides, and I can see, coming from the high school and the college, I see mm-hmm. both sides. And I'm going to say, if we're going to be sanctioned by anything, we need the support from it, and that's what, mm-hmm. and that's where the issue comes in. Mm-hmm. Because if we get regulated, we won't get the support, at mm-hmm. least on the high school level. Yeah, And that's something that we're doing. It's getting better, but because it's new... It's hard to do that. So I think eventually mm-hmm. the hard decision is going to be made that it needs to be its own thing. Mm-hmm. But right now, because of it's easy to make it connected with it, yeah, then that's what we should do. Yeah. I think we're just going to have to deal with the hard step. Yeah, and I think, and I, I think the thing with the NCAA, too, that's really interesting is the NCAA is very strict. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I think video games would, are people who are like in video game like, in college, you know, teams, I think, would 
kind of be opposed to it because up until like literally like two years ago, you couldn't even make content if you were a part of the NCAA. And like video games, like like 30, 40, 50% of people, they produce some sort of content from it, you know? Yeah. And like how do you how do you how do you balance that with video games? I think but that restriction doesn't exist anymore. So it 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 makes you think like if the NCAA would consider doing it, like how would they what what would they lift and what would they keep, you know? Lots of hoops. I know what you're talking mm-hmm. about. I yeah. get what you're saying. It's just that difficulty is always going to be there because it's just the mm-hmm. way that the money was made out of it. Yep. And it's all, it, for some people, if they want to do it as a passion, mm-hmm. that passion has to, yeah. if that's all they do, it has to fuel mm-hmm. some kind of economic need. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about Lions Esports. So does Lion give out scholarships for the our esports program currently? So scholarships uh, that has to, delving into scholarships is more of a, a difficult role for mm-hmm. me because the scholarships that I would give, I would have to, um, I would have to have a good basis first. Mm-hmm. Right now we have work study. Mm-hmm. Work study is the most concrete and solid thing mm-hmm. I could hand out, but we had to, we had to show them what they're working with in order yeah. for us to get a scholarship, yeah. a sound scholarship, because mm-hmm. it would be very, it'd be very wrong if I offered Noah's scholarship and he started depending on that scholarship mm-hmm. and then not being able to give it to him again as a as a provider and as a program mm-hmm. as a as a head of a program I would have to make sure it's very solid mm-hmm. before I can dish that out so yeah. that's why the scholarship isn't there yet mm-hmm. but it's a hope that I have okay. but we got to have something to back it up for mm-hmm. the need yeah. so how would you convince other people that being in esports isn't just playing video games and that's all you do. They should come to one of our officer meetings <laughs> and try to plan a meeting and then tell me if it's just playing video games. They should try to get really busy college students to sign up for a program, pick a time, and then compete and then be well rested and then do well academically and then tell me it's just playing video games. And if they do, that's awesome, but we got we got to be realistic here. And the real the realism is we're students here, and I'm here to provide you on a roadmap to succeeding that goal too. Yeah. What are some of the uh, like benefits for like a student if they wanted to get into the esports program? Benefits? Well, there's a lot of them. I could I could I'm gonna just tell you the blatant ones or the ones that are right there evident. Uh, you will have access to the esports room. And uh, during certain times, if the Mac's ever busy and stuff like that, so you have a source. It's a good studying room as well. We have uh, two students that currently go in there studying. Um, so you get the facilities. You also get uh, connections, but that's like not just right there in your face, but you'll have someone in the similar path and program as you, mm-hmm. always around you, and you always ask for help. Actually, Noah, if I remember correctly, didn't you get help? Uh, in your art class from Zam? Yeah. All right. So, yeah. so there's stuff there that's like kind of the hidden stuff, but the more obvious stuff is like the connection. And that's, and if you've been around me or s- talked to me, the connections mean more to me. The connections that we make in esports. Uh, the first time I, I started the program, I got whatever guys I had at the beginning, whatever students, and I took you guys out to eat because I wanted you guys to know who I am. And what I want to do for you guys. It's the connection for me mm-hmm. that really helps. 
Yeah. So going off of like from the college's perspective, like a college at, at a college level, what are some of the benefits to a college like Lion having an esports program like to the college itself? Oh, my goodness. If you don't, you'll get behind the times because it's getting so popular. Like right now, me and two other colleges in Arkansas are trying to start being the represent representation for Arkansas because we don't have that like all the other states. Mm-hmm. Now, keep in mind, we have we have kind of like a um, not a handicap, but we have a we have something going against us. Our our population is not as dense as all these other states. So we have that against us. But we can't let that be an excuse for long, mm-hmm. right? That's like saying an excuse of not having a certain athletic team. We don't have enough people. That didn't stop us from having a football team, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, I think I think because of the area, I think too, it's like eventually, you know, like how many people around here? I, I see like tons of people playing video games. It's not like there's a lack of people playing, especially games that are competitive. Like I guarantee, if we if we surveyed Lion, there'd be at least. of the people would be playing some sort of game that's competitive, you know, on campus. I think it really has to come from the, the root that this is, we're turning something that a lot of people see as recreational Mm -hmm. um, and making it competitive because whenever you do something and you make it to where the whole world sees it, that's a little different. Mm -hmm. Like I like, I like working out now. I don't post that on Online, you know, I'm not the best person at working out. So that's what I think a lot of people have are worried about. They're like, how good am I? I think that's one of the most common questions we get at the high school and college level or response. Like, why don't you play? I'm not good enough. That's 100% the reason. But these are also the people, the type of people that feel like they're not good at other things as well. Mm-hmm. I think it's time that we start making people feel like they're good enough. So how, how would you like get that first initial step for those students then? Honestly, they need to see us being enough and and they need to see our happiness and our connection. And then they're going to say, hey, what's that? I want that. What are they doing in there? Who's this Who's this group that keeps on throwing mm-hmm. these, these Madden tournaments and stuff? Mm-hmm. Like, who are they? And we tell them. Mm-hmm. And you want to be a part of that. You want to be in the room where it happens. So <clears throat> you also run like the local high school, as you said. Um from the local high school esports program, um, what's kind of the big differences? Like, is it harder to really kind of get the older students to work, or is it harder for the younger students to work? Like, which program's more challenging, you would say? More challenge. I wouldn't say one's more challenging than the other. Mm-hmm. I would say I think I'm getting it at different I'm getting it at different years. Mm-hmm. Like this is I'm trying to have high standards for this college level and this and it's going to be like the first time they were pushed like this or it's the first time we're doing new things. So this kind of actually reminds me of my first year at the high school level. It's going to be difficult building a program, starting starting from what I, I call scratch is difficult. And they're just at different time periods. The reason why I'm able to be here and help as much as I could is because the high school is... I have seniors, I have juniors that really care about the program and they want to help and see their fellow classmates do well. And I want that passion from you guys. But it's not something that happens overnight. And actually, it's not something that happens in a semester. It it takes years. Mm-hmm. It takes months. It takes years. Mm-hmm. Where do you see the esports program, like, let's just say, like, in the future, like, five years from now? 
do you see it being very big successful or do you see it kind of like just kind do you see well you see a growth you think the esports program is going to be if it's going to be somewhere else it's going to be here too mm-hmm. and the the fact is it is it has so much untapped potential mm-hmm. if the esports program i don't see it not growing like it has to mm-hmm. it has to cuz it's going to grow everywhere else mm-hmm. and it's going to be a question that colleges are going to be asked now not only hey where where where's the access to studies where can i get some additional help what is your facilities like this do you have a facilities for your esports department mm-hmm. yeah cuz i know like um some of the more like prestigious schools they like um they they there's been petitions and they won't even do clubs for it because they they're they're looking at it like by a perspective of oh we don't want that associated with our campus but i feel like people have like the wrong way of looking at it you know that's probably the perspe- the perception of uh recreational like mm-hmm. we're not a lot of people don't even know that we go against other schools yeah a lot of people don't even know that we play against people that are mm-hmm. highly ranked mm-hmm. but the, those are also people that don't understand that that's the way you get better mm-hmm. And if you think about it, wouldn't it be cool if I was a track star football athlete and I could get someone on the phone and have a practice with top, who did we play recently? Top 100? Oh, our team? We played the second best team in this uh, state, country. Yeah, so we did that. Mm -hmm. You don't have that kind of potential, but you don't hear about that either. Mm -hmm. Because people that do these kind of uh, things, they don't brag about it because people don't know what we're bragging about i think we need to start bragging more i think we need to start being proud of who we are Mm -hmm. do you you think it's like a disconnect between generations that causes that not really want to change to esports i don't think it's a disconnect i think it's a i don't think we're representing ourselves as well as we need to if i'm talking as the younger generation Mm -hmm. even though sometimes i feel old or if you ask the right student, I might be old. But I think it's we're not representing and we're not I don't think we're showing them how much effort we put into stuff. Because you if you ask someone that streams or does something like this, they'll think it's easy. It's not easy. Putting in work like this is not easy. They have to see how much work we're doing. Mm-hmm. One time, um I had an admin higher up this whatever you're thinking bloop there it is they didn't know what we did i was like come follow me shadow me see what we do i'm like did that kid do all that by themselves i was like yes and that's the first part and you've seen it you're there you've seen the high school and you guys are in the esports room you guys know what goes on (laughs) but you have to see it to believe it Mm -hmm. Like, they have to see it, and we're not doing a good enough job showing them. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. Yeah. <clears throat> do you think, like, um? so we kind of talked about, like, the NCAA, like, with the streaming stuff, but do you think that, like, programs should offer some, like, support in, like, um, in, like, streaming and, in, like, in, like, video production when it comes to video games? So, when it comes to that, um, because... We're so new to this. Like, I've been doing esports for a while, but I'm still new because it's 
I don't consider myself a professional, so I'm still new. I will do that because I'm learning it with you, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. But if we get if we get high enough and good enough, we are going to need that to be separated so we can do it well. Yeah. That's like if I had all my students practicing a game, but they're different games, it wouldn't make sense. We need to spread out and specialize. Yep. So we need to specialize if we want to get absolutely good. Right now we're doing it to do it, to do it well. But if we want to be excellent, we have to specialize in it. Yeah. So like what are like some of the biggest like careers that people get out of like esports? Like like people who like actually become big and, and get into esports teams and stuff like that. Like the like I'm talking like the big dogs. Like, is that a viable career for somebody? Could if somebody tries hard enough, could they go down that path? If you try hard enough in anything, you can you can find a career in it. You just need to know how to manage yourself as a human because sometimes we get distracted. Sometimes we get sluggish. You need to know how to manage yourself. So self-management is hard, but that's normally what people do when they're up-and-coming streamers or competitive players. you got to manage yourself. Mm-hmm. That's, that's an adult-level skill, and that's hard to teach. I can't say I'm perfect at it right now, but, like, I'm doing my best. So not only do you have to do that, but, like, it's a new field, and you'll find that normally new fields are harder to get in unless you do most of the work by yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's sad to say that, and I'll help my students as much as I can, and the fellow students will help each other out, but, like, a lot of it's going to be you because when you're streaming, who's in the room with you? It's you setting all the equipment, you applying to go into a competitive league, it's going to be you because a lot of responsibility is going to have to go into Mm -hmm. yourself. That's the issue with it. So, like, if somebody for, like, let's just say, like, bringing it down to, like, a a kind of realistic, like, for people who want to get into video games, would you say that creating video games is, like, one of the best? For people who are that, like, interested in it, okay. is, do you think, like, that's, like, the best career path for it? Or what do you think is, like, the best career path for somebody that's so into video games like that? The competitive play or video games as a whole? Just as a whole. Just as a whole, honestly. As, as a whole, well, you got to really find out who you are as a person mm-hmm. as well. And that, and that's a loaded statement because <laughs> that's, like, well, who are you? <laughs> but, like, you got to think about it. Like, are you a creative person? So I know lots of people I would consider the creative. <clears throat> Now, time management skills and stuff like that, I'd recommend them. Okay, so you need you need to know what deadlines are. You need because if you're going to make something, you have to have it made at a certain time. Mm-hmm. You have to know about quality versus quantity and all this stuff. So you really have to. It's it's more. It's a hard question to answer because it depends on who you are. Mm-hmm. If you can put in the work, you're like, if I show up and do my best, that's what I want. Then that's where competitive streaming will will come mm-hmm. into play. If you can, but the creativeness, that is where making it comes into it, if I had had to say. And I had friends that done it in college, and they fit the creative type, and they went down a creative path. Mm-hmm. So just from experience, that's what I've seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is kind of like a very personal question for me. And then Noah's got a very loaded question for you, don't worry. But, oh, great. Um, <laughs> uh, but this this is kind of just a really small niche one. Because this kind of pertains to me. Um, do you see, like, from esports, do you see, like, solo games being very competitive? Like, you were talking about Donkey Kong and Pac-Man. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm talking about, like, speedrunning. Do you see, like, speedrunning as, like, a competitive play? I think speedrun. So, keep in mind, competitive 
That's mm-hmm. what it was, right? Yeah. It was solo. It was just me getting mm-hmm. a higher score. And then that's that. Mm-hmm. Don't you get a title for having yeah. the fastest time? Yeah. So you're competing for a title. But would you see it at like an e- like in an esports program? Could you see that being like something that it would offer? In an esports program. So what would make it easier is if there was something, an event mm-hmm. that gets backed. Mm-hmm. And then that is supported <clears throat> a lot. Yeah. And the difficulty with that is they're so long and drawn, dragged out. Yeah. So it really depends True. on the game. So the game really dictates mm-hmm. that. And that's why there's so much variation into competitive play when it comes to esports. Mm-hmm. That's why when I say esports, a lot of people don't know how many games we play. <laughs> like, I get called the esports guy <laughs> instead of the Rocket League esports guy, the League of Legends esports guy, the Overwatch 2 guy. It. Maybe it's because it's a mouthful, but there's just too many niche categories. Yeah. And for everybody who's wondering, for because we have some people who uh, probably need this clarification, speedrunning is basically trying to compete and play a game as fast as possible and beat it. So there's certain rules about certain games. But right. essentially, you try you start from the beginning and go to the end. You put a timer on and whatever that time is, and you put it on a leaderboard. Now, watch Mr. Johnson try to do a speedrun, and it yeah. takes 48 hours. That's- <laughs> well... Um, like people can do like the original Mario Bros. Like they can do the original Mario Bros. in like five minutes. Oh my goodness! It's like four point five five. It's actually like the fastest time possible by human. Like it, they've hit it. But like a game that I was really into was like Super Mario sixty four. Like that early or late nineties Mario games. Those are the three D ones. The really clunky ones. They're so fun. But yeah. um, that's almost in getting to the point where it's inhuman now too. Because like mm-hmm. people are finding things that are just like I I couldn't even do that if I had thirty hours to try and do it once you know and these I, guys are doing it every time the only time i've seen speed runs or watched them is when i like would think about how crazy it is that a human is doing this yeah right so it's like is this like AI? elden ring oh my goodness like the game takes like what like a hundred hours probably to play or, through unless you're it, me yeah 200 hours something like that oh my gosh yeah but like seeing them do that is like the dedication and if you put dedication mm-hmm. to it mm-hmm. but that's mostly streamed that's like how they yeah. found that medium yeah I, there has been a couple tournaments. Like I know, um, they 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 really were trying to push for it to be like we have these big events that we're gonna go all around the United States, but like they didn't get popular. It's kind of sad, but yeah. you know, it needs that backing. It it, that, it does. Yeah, they need to see the effort. That's why I was saying it. Maybe like at a collegiate level, you know, if they had like a college level organization backing it, it would get a bunch of people interested in it. You know, maybe, mm-hmm. um, and bring schools to these events and stuff like that. I think it could be interesting. It actually yeah. like blows my mind that people would do something like thousands of times just to do something like two seconds faster Literally. like you oh, barely yeah. improve at all and it's mm-hmm. just it's so much dedication there it's- was one in mario i swear i swear i'm not even kidding it would literally take me if i actually tried to do it i could probably sit there for a hundred hours and not even get it once <laughs> oh, and these guys will sit on stream i watched the guy's names i think his name was like um simply his name's just simply he's a streamer he seriously sat there on stream the stream hit 48 hours he was doing it just the only thing he was doing for 48 hours straight with just bathroom breaks and eating every like hour or two, you know, like it's insane. Like the dedication that goes into something like that. It's yeah, it's a I test mean, of skill. What you are willing to do to be the best of that thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. And I mean, and then you have like 5,000, 10,000 people trying to do it too. And it's like <laughs> you're fighting against all these other people that are spending 48 hours as well <laughs> doing it. It's like, yeah. what the heck? Basically, something is as important as you make it, right? Mm-hmm. So if you get a backing and then you make something important, mm-hmm. it'll be important. Mm-hmm. Do you think that type of dedication, like, 
do you think that translates really well? Like for somebody who has like a skill like that they spend a lot of hours dedicated to something like speedrunning, do you think that could translate well to like another esports game? Yes, but the issue with being human <laughs> is associating one passion with another yep. and helping them out. So when it comes to uh, students, I'm a teacher. Mm-hmm. I'm a teacher first. I, I love seeing the mind develop and people grow. But like I had to realize that if I wanted to be good at something, I would have to put that passion mm-hmm. into myself and allow me to grow too. And a lot of that was me saying no or me saying that this is more important than that and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So if you say that I'm good at this, maybe I'll be good at that. Mm-hmm. You got to know if the passion's there first. Mm-hmm. You got to know if will I be as passionate in this as I will this. Mm-hmm. And if you if you even thought yes, then yes, do it. Because then that if you just work a little harder, you'll be almost equally good. Yeah. With that, do you think that uh, how much did you know about like other games like Rocket League or League of Legends before you started? getting really into it (laughs) oh my goodness as a science major i know lots of terminology but as a gamer there's also lots of terminology there's kick flip reset uh oh my goodness oh my goodness flanking sounds like i'm in a military base sometimes (laughs) the the shot the shot calls and Mm -hmm. it's just so much i'm just like and having to learn so much I don't think I'm actually, and this this may sound bad, I don't think I'm good at the game because mm-hmm. I'm so split at knowing all this stuff about mm-hmm. every type of game. I may not be like diamond in Rocket League, but I'm probably bronze in every single game. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my goodness, I just know all this knowledge. And my family's just like, what? Yeah. No, um, with like Overwatch, like with some of those high end like Overwatch, like in between rounds, like I swear, it's like it's like for people who know like play calling of like football where they'll go like Jack Scott 245, you know, like that. It's seriously like people say yes. stuff like that for like Overwatch, like to try and regroup, and it's like, what are you saying? The, the craziest <laughs> thing I've seen is like so so Noah when he got so Noah's on the college level and I and I teach at the high school level and there's esports at the high school level, but Never seen these guys before. Brought them in. Noah's doing calls, and they understand it. I'm like, what? <laughs> this makes no sense. So it does the communication. We have students that can't even like English is not their first language, but they knew that call, and I'm just yeah. like, wow, <laughs> phenomenal. That's crazy. Well, let's give Noah a little credit here. I mean, Noah's oh. probably the best Rocket League player like at school, probably. Oh my goodness, he's also a really good uh, Rocket yeah. League coach too. Yeah. Weren't you number one in the world for 10 minutes at 5 a.m.? Yep. Yep. <laughs> you remember that. I do. Yeah. That's my claim to fame. That's my claim to fame. I was the best in the world for 10 minutes at 5 a.m. But how many people can say that they were the Literally, best yeah. in the world? Yeah. It's something they love. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. And with how big, I mean, it's not like video games are, especially Rocket League. It's not like Rocket League is a small game. Like, these games have a lot of players, you know? Like, mm-hmm. so, like, so many players. <laughs> It's insane. Noah, do you actually know how many people are, like, concurrent on Rocket League? Is that something you know? Um, I do not. But I know that a while ago, there was, like, 200,000 to 500,000 people <laughs> Per a day. day. Yeah. yeah, just per day. Now, and here's a lot of things. Well, here's something a lot of people don't know. If you talk into ranks mm-hmm. and then think about how many people in your rank, that's when it gets flabbergasting. So, like, like how many people are in your rank? 
uh, I think I checked yesterday. It's at uh, six hundred people in the whole world. So if you think about that, <laughs> he's played the same person probably more than once. Oh, oh. I have the same lobby like five games in a row. Can you imagine the frustration that you would have for a single person? Yeah, and then and then like when I did like Paladins, which is like a way smaller game, and only has like it at, when I played at its peak, it was only like twenty five thousand people daily. That's just still a lot still of people. Lot, yeah. That's a lot of people. But like seriously, when you get in like top one percent, you're like, wait a minute, top one percent, and you think about it, that's top one percent of current players. So you're like one of like maybe like two hundred people, mm. not even. And it's like what the what the heck, dude. And then you get like nervous, and then you're worried yeah. about retaining yeah. it. Yeah, and then and then if you don't play, it regresses. So then you're like, no, no. Please. I think uh, one thing that we came to discover was taking breaks in rock and video games and in general is actually good. Mm-hmm. So I, like, how long of breaks? Ooh, me and Noah may we may, <laughs> we may be, have different opinions on this. Yeah. We'll see, but uh, I would say. A week or two, wouldn't you say? A week or two? I would not. Longer or shorter? It was shorter. (laughs) Like 20 minutes. I took a a day break. No, so I only played two hours today. I only played two hours. (laughs) Sometimes I I do take, like, multiple day breaks, but, like, Rocket League's so mechanical that, Mm -hmm. like, if you don't play for two days, you can get back and feel like you can't do anything. Ah, That's right. It's like riding a bike. It's not. (laughs) It's so difficult, bro. That was, like, the thing with golf is it's, like... One of the things when you get good enough at like a sport like mm-hmm. that where it's all mechanics based, you actually have to play like at least oh, once yeah. a week because or else oh. you start doing one thing wrong. And you're like, wait, what am I doing wrong now? And then you're like overthinking, oh. overanalyzing, yeah. and then yeah. back to the grind. Yeah. And then back to the grind. Yeah. That's what a lot of people like, especially where I come from in like Minnesota. That's what a lot of those outdoor sports is. The problem is these kids, they need to actually play like or practice during the winter because that's like three four months sometimes five months where they don't play at all like they don't Mm -hmm. do any type of sports they don't practice it and so like that's why they tell you to like they like play pickleball if you're a golf player or play tennis inside because Mm -hmm. it's the same kind of motion with the wrist and that keeps it keeps the mechanics memory or the muscles in general yeah no it is cool so you're running a, a fan con next month in Batesville, sure so, <laughs> yeah. so, so yeah. we can promote that up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's the that's the, the thumbnail. That's the thumbnail. <laughs> yeah, tell tell us a little bit about the uh, the fan con uh, here. All right, so I have this right here, so I don't miss uh do I don't mess up the information. But uh, let me just do it in general. So if you are unfamiliar with like comic cons or stuff like that uh we did one that is a fan con and we're bringing it to batesville because a lot of the issues with um this exposure for the students and the kids and the community and the families is things are either too far it's inconvenient or they haven't been exposed to stuff like this or the right level like the uh family friend friendly stuff that's geared towards a mass so we decided to bring it to batesville so this is the White River Fan Con. So it's a fan con. So it's lots of, uh, whether it be anime, uh, fantasy tabletop play. Uh, we have so many guest speakers. We have uh, voice actors for both animation mm-hmm. and uh, live action. We have people that have been on The Walking Dead, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. We have award-winning authors and cosplayers. And we actually have a voice actress from Disney Channel. And we have a true crime podcaster. And this is like, honestly, to get this these type of people in Batesville, mm-hmm. I was like, 
whoa, mm-hmm. that's crazy. And seeing how much uh, the community is willing to like help out, like both like uh, the locations in the library. Library is a lot bigger. Basil has one of the nicest libraries. Yeah, when when I went there with you the one day, I was like, whoa, this is insane. I was like, wow, I was expecting one story. It has three stories. <laughs> so that's crazy. So, and we're just trying to, and it goes all proceeds go to the library. Mm-hmm. So it is to help. The mm-hmm. library with help with uh from friends of the library, but it's just a really good opportunity for people to get exposed to that kind of like celebrity type feel yeah. of someone like has done something. You guys are also doing like Legos too, aren't you? Like a big Lego thing. Yes, we're doing a huge Lego uh section. It's actually by the esports section, but the the Lego section is there's going to be a little uh area that is divided up for ages so not all kids can play with legos mm-hmm. so we're, we really thought it about all the age types so you have the larger legos so to prevent choking hazard mm-hmm. and then it's like gradient of difficulty level uh we have uh i think it's called a pro builder not the one in Fortnite, but like <laughs> uh the lego version um but they're actually going to show you how to free build where you no instructions, which would drive me insane. Me I'd be like, so tell me what to do. No, it's all about your imagination. I was like, and well, then I'm I just gonna, yeah, I just I'm gonna build the same thing. Yeah, three <laughs> blocks together and go, yeah, here we go. But that's that's crazy. Uh, doing uh, memorabilia that are Lego based, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. But that, yeah, I'm like excited about that. Weren't there ones like you could get your name or something like that? Your, your name tag. It's like a yeah. Lego name tag. That's kind of cool. I'm thinking about getting it, but then I'm also thinking like, oh, all my students are going to be there. My wife's going to be there. They're probably going to get one. And every time I think like that, I never get the thing, and I'm just like, oh. <laughs> so I think I'm going to get two. <clears throat> no, I have a kind of love-hate relationship with Legos. I used, to, I used to be so big in the Star Wars, I tried to do the Star Wars Legos, but I was so young, and my dad, like, we would try to build, like, the like the big ones, like the Millennium Falcon and like the Star Destroyers and stuff. And one time we actually sat down one weekend. It took us the whole weekend. I'm not even kidding. We we built like the, the Death Star and we glued it. And then my sister threw it down our stairs and it broke. And I was like, I, literally, you would have never seen me in tears worse than that. That was like top 10 worst moments of my life. I'm you know not even kidding. They make like a separator now for them. <laughs> it's in all the Lego boxes. I was like, where is this? The little orange piece. Yeah, it's like yeah. orange, green, but it's like you can separate them so you don't yeah. have to worry about like breaking your fingernails and stuff. Really? Have you seen yeah. those? Oh what? Like I wish those existed like yeah, 10 years it's ago. Revolutionary. It is. Oh my gosh, yeah. the evolution of Legos. I, mean, I actually watched like a video on like the evolution of Legos. They were like, they used to come like pre-built. What? Yeah, what like Legos used to come pre-built. Like so like they you would get a structure and it would be built already. What? Yeah, like that's how and I think it started in like Denmark or Sweden or something oh like goodness. that. Why couldn't they do that with furniture? Like with <laughs> like IKEA. Yeah. Deliver your furniture. There, there's there's a disconnect. But I never they understood how they like how they packaged it. Because some of these things were big like it was like the house and the family. And it would be like a it would be like a board. And it's like, okay, how are how am I walking out of the store with this? But yeah, they were pre-built. I I didn't know that. I guess it's more fun to blow your mind. Yeah, it's the experience. It's, it's there you experience. go. And I think that's what they realized. Maybe we should have like a, a challenge where like the, to join the esports program, you got to like be so concentrated on building something Lego. Well, let's not do that. <laughs> I want to be in my own program. Uh, um, okay. Finally, <clears throat> if you were to just sell the esports program, like if, if you had the, if you were doing like a business pitch, like to get people to join the esports program, what would be, be your. Nice business pitch to sell it out. 
Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, have fun do doing what you do for fun. Mm. And now show people what you do. Mm -hmm. Show how good people show people how good you are at what you like to do. I think that's a great way to wrap it up. That's a that's a great thing. Thank you so much, Luke, for coming onto the podcast. Thank you, Noah, for assisting with us. Um, this has been the Career Pathways podcast. Um, uh, thank you guys for watching, and um, make sure to you know do all the cool stuff. You can find the podcast um, almost everywhere. It is literally nine, yeah, ninety nine point nine seven percent of streaming platforms. As much as uh, bacteria gets killed with um, the uh, little uh, what's it called, the hand sanitizer. Yeah, the exact same number. I couldn't believe it. Exact same number. Yeah, I did the math. So thank you guys for watching, and we will see you in the next one. Peace. This broadcast is sponsored in part by Lion College and by Kilt Studios.